Today's topic on how to deliver effective feedback is one of the keynotes that I deliver in organizations. If you would like me to deliver this in your team or to the wider organization, please feel free to reach out to me directly on Aoife at happieratwork.ie. You are listening to the Happier at Work podcast and I'm your host Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for HR and business leaders. We talk about things like leadership, well-being at work, diversity and inclusion, and the future of work. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm so delighted that you have joined me today. Today's episode is all about how to deliver effective feedback. And I would love to know from you what do you think when you hear the word feedback? Or better yet, what do you think when someone says to you, have you got a minute? I have some feedback for you. And if you're like me, maybe you're remembering a time when you received some feedback that maybe wasn't so pleasant, that wasn't delivered effectively. And oftentimes the kinds of things that we think straight away are, what did I do wrong? There's a threat coming. This is going to be really awkward. Someone has some criticism for me. On the other hand, what you might think is I want to understand myself better or there's an opportunity for growth here by listening to feedback from someone else. I'm going to first of all talk about why feedback is important. So feedback is important from a place of self-awareness. So understanding yourself better makes you a better leader. For me, and also there is research to back this up, self-awareness is one of the critical factors in what makes a good leader because having that understanding of yourself and, and not just relying on your own interpretation of what's going on, but actually being open to that feedback is so, so crucial in order to develop as a person, as a team player, as a leader. Oftentimes when people are asked how self-aware they are or when we think of our own self-awareness, we believe that we are more self-aware than we actually are. And having input from other people, whether it's about your behaviour or your performance, leaves us open to understanding from other people's perspective how our behaviour is coming across. Another reason that it's important is it helps us to improve our performance, specifically at work. I'm talking in in the work context, that if you receive feedback about the impact that your behaviour is having, that allows you to address that and it allows for improved performance and an improved understanding of how you're performing currently. We can use feedback then for self-improvement. So if we want to take on board from a personal development perspective, from a work perspective as well, self-management then. So how we're regulating ourselves and how we are being disciplined around that. It's really important to deliver feedback in association with responsibility and accountability and holding people responsible and accountable for what they said they were going to do. So it's really, really important that if someone hasn't lived up to the responsibility, if they haven't followed through on what they said they were going to do, that they receive feedback to that effect and understand the impact of not following through on that. It's really, really important as well for building psychological safety and trust. So having an open feedback environment where people feel safe 
and they feel like when they're receiving feedback that they're open to receiving that feedback, but they feel safe to share feedback with others as well. So whether that's with their direct reports, whether it's with their direct line manager or whether it's with peers and colleagues on the team, you'll have heard me talking about psychological safety multiple, multiple times on the podcast. It's super important to have psychological safety. In fact, it's the number one predictor of high performing teams. That's how important it is. Feedback is also important because it allows us to celebrate the wins. So sometimes, you know, as I said at the start, the association tends to be very negative when it comes to feedback, but actually it's an opportunity to celebrate the wins. So when things go well, we're able to celebrate those as a team. It also allows us, when it's done in a timely manner, it allows us to resolve issues quickly and fosters therefore better teamwork. It allows us to make sure that things don't escalate, that they don't go on too long. I will talk a little bit about that later on in the podcast around this timely issue because I do think it's a real concern that we have the tendency not to want to share bad news with people or we put it off, we put it off. And then the temptation often as well is to leave those difficult conversations to quarterly reviews or annual reviews where the kind of meaning of the feedback is a little bit lost. The context around which it happened is a little bit lost or the person has continued to demonstrate that same behaviour and the feedback hasn't been addressed quickly enough and the behaviour has has escalated and has resulted in underperformance. So really, really important to get it done quickly. I would love as well to share a little bit about my thoughts on what feedback is and isn't because sometimes we have this temptation. And first of all, I'll talk about what feedback is not. We have a temptation when we're delivering feedback as this could be an opportunity for revenge, for example. So, oh, now's the time to get my get my own back on that person who said something that, that hurt me or something like that. It's not a chance to air your grievances about someone. It's not about being personal. It's not a personal attack. It's not a blame game. We're not looking for someone to be a scapegoat or someone to attribute all of the blame to. And it's not, most definitely not about the individual person, but it's about their behaviour and the impact that their behaviour is having on their performance. So it's not, a, it's never ever a personal thing. It's rather about their behaviour and how their behaviour is showing up in the workplace. And now focusing on what feedback is, feedback is an opportunity for growth. So it's an opportunity to learn from something that has happened in the past. It's an opportunity to develop self-awareness. So learning more about yourself, how you're showing up and how you're being perceived in the workplace as well. It's an opportunity to understand other people's perceptions of you. It's a great way to form better relationships. So having that open discussion about what's working well, maybe what's not working so well. It is a great way to build trust, as I mentioned, and it's definitely a way to improve your performance. So if you are looking to improve your performance at work, feedback is a really great way to do that, whether that's feedback that you're getting from clients, whether that's feedback that you're getting from your peers or from your your manager. 
it's always an opportunity to improve your performance rather than kind of wading through in the dark and trying to figure out what's working well. Why not ask some other people how things are going? So what's going well for you? What can be improved? It's important as well to think about the intention behind delivering feedback. And if you think about it, what you really are trying to get to is a change in someone's behaviour. So their behaviour has resulted in something unfavourable, let's say. And what you want to have is less of the negative behaviour and more of the positive behaviour. And that's ultimately the reason that we want to deliver feedback, both positive feedback and negative feedback or constructive feedback or development feedback, however you want to call it. But essentially at the crux of it is we want to change someone else's behavior. In terms of setting the scene then for delivering feedback, and it's really important that the feedback doesn't just come out of the blue, that it's not just out of nowhere, essentially. Really what you want to do before providing feedback is setting really clear expectations. So what are the expectations? What are what are the expected outcomes that I need to deliver in work? What is the expected behaviour associated with those outcomes? So essentially the what am I doing at work and the how I'm going to achieve that at work. So making sure that those expectations are really clear. But beyond just that, it's checking that the person on the receiving end of the expectations is really clear and understands exactly what is meant. And checking for that understanding is really, really important as well. It's important to agree in advance how that feedback will be provided. Some people like to receive feedback in different ways. For some people, I know I'm conscious that we're in the pandemic. A lot of people are still working remotely, working from home at the moment. And unfortunately, the face to face is gone out the window for a lot of people. So thinking about how best to effectively, is it going to be done on video? Is it a phone call? Is it where you can, could you meet publicly and, and go for a walk or something like that? How how will that feedback be provided? For me, I always like to have a discussion, but then follow up that discussion with an email in terms of receiving feedback so that we're really clear on what has been discussed and what actions are going to be taken as a result. Be really clear what the person is being measured against and you know, what are those, again, going back to this idea of expectations, but are there some very clear KPIs that someone is going to be measured against when it comes to that feedback and the expectations that, that are being set? So it's not about comparing people to others, but more setting clear goals for them, setting clear objectives and KPIs that they will be measured against. And this makes things a lot more black and white rather than assessing whether someone has performed, you know, the positive assessment of someone's performance versus the negative assessment of someone's performance or a neutral assessment of someone's performance as well. I want to focus as well on the positive feedback. So it is. As I mentioned at the start, it has all of these negative associations, these negative connotations, and probably for a good reason, because oftentimes it is like we only share when things have gone badly. Like we, we only talk about the times when things haven't gone very well. And it's actually really important to focus on the positives and positive feedback actually improves our confidence and our competence. So when we know we're doing something well, it spurs us on to improve even more. 
And I know certainly from my own experience as delivering feedback as well as receiving feedback. And so receiving feedback from a manager that I didn't perform, but they couldn't quite articulate what was going wrong like that. That just totally threw me for a loop. I had no idea how I was supposed to improve. So being really specific about it as well is is really, really important. But coming back to this idea of focusing on the positives. So what are the positives that you can bring? It's also not about the I'm sure you've heard of the shit sandwich. Sorry to be using those that kind of language, but there's no other way to describe it. That you tell someone something positive and then you tell them the negative bit in the middle and then you finish it off with something positive. I think people have realized exactly, you know, long ago, exactly what that is. And we don't use that anymore. It's about being frank and having an an open and honest discussion. But equally, remember that for every one negative thing that you say, you do need to reinforce that with five positive things. So don't forget to share that positive feedback with people. And I know certainly when I was delivering feedback, Unfortunately, in some cases, I left it too late, let's say, that my my direct reports were coming to me to ask, well, how am I doing? And I assumed that because they were doing such a good job, that they knew they were doing such a good job. But actually, they had no idea because I hadn't told them. And so don't forget to tell people when you think they're doing an exceptional job. Tell them that they're doing a really, really good job. You're really impressed and be specific about it as well. I was watching something on television a few months back and one of the leaders in the organization shared some feedback and his feedback essentially just said, well done, you're doing a really great job. Keep up the good work, which didn't really help to illuminate what the person, what the individual was actually doing to do a really good job. What was it about their performance that was particularly good? And so when you're delivering that positive feedback as well, don't forget to be specific about what it is that you think is going well. There are some ways that you can prepare for having those feedback conversations. You can put it into some sort of a structure. And one of the ones that I like to use is thinking about all of the W's essentially. So thinking about who, what, why, when, where, and obviously there's how as well. So thinking about who you're giving the feedback to, what do you want to say? What behavior are you trying to influence? Be specific, use examples. Why does the person need to hear this feedback? What is the intention? Explain the impact of their behavior. When then is when are you going to provide the feedback? And, you know, coming back to this idea of timeliness, making sure that that feedback comes in a timely manner and it's not left hanging and the person is not left clueless that this behavior is having an impact on their performance or on the team or the wider business. Where will you deliver feedback? So is that going to happen on Zoom? Is it going to happen face to face on the phone or written? And I know certainly I have been on the receiving end of written feedback that's been completely blindsided, completely out of the blue. So if it is going to be written again, agree in advance how the person prefers to receive feedback and that they know when to expect it as well. And then the finally, the how. So it's focusing on the behavior and not the person. How does the person prefer to receive feedback? So how will that feedback 
be delivered and focus on that behavior instead. There are some frameworks that you can use when it comes to delivering feedback. If anyone would, would like examples of these, I'll be happy to share them. If you just reach out to me directly, Aoife at happieratwork.ie, I would be happy to share those frameworks with you. So the framework I'm going to talk about is the SBI. It's Situation, Behaviour and Impact. So the situation calls for a focus on the factual and specific description of the situation. So it's taking out the emotion out of it. It's, it's concentrating on facts and the impact that that it has had in that specific situation. The behaviour then is describing the behaviour as it has been observed. And this is not assuming the intention behind the behaviour. This is describing the behaviour again in quite a factual way and not assuming malintent or not assuming anything negative is going on with the person either. And then describing the impact. So what was the impact of what happened? Was there the impact on the wider team? Is the impact on the performance? Is it an impact on a client relationship or a client deliverable? What specifically is the impact because that helps the person on the receiving end to really understand what's going on here. Why does that matter to me? Why do I need to change? Because it's having some sort of impact on someone else. I heard something on another podcast. I'm a huge podcast fan. I listen to them all the time. And I heard something and I'd love to be able to credit this, but I don't recall which podcast it was. But they use this term even better if for describing how to deliver feedback. So it's again, it's focusing on this positive. The more positive feedback you give someone, the more likely they are to improve their performance. If you focus on the negative things, it's really detrimental to people's performance and people's behaviour. So try and pick out the positive things and build up people's confidence and competence by using that. And I know certainly being on the receiving end of negative feedback and feedback that wasn't very specific, it had a detrimental impact. It had an impact on my confidence in my own abilities because I didn't understand exactly what was going wrong. And, um, you know, I'd love to say, isn't it so hard to believe that anyone ever gave me negative feedback? But yes, it is true. Um, you know, and I'm always very open to feedback, uh, especially, you know, when it comes to the podcast. If there's something in particular that you like about the podcast, if there's something that you think could be even better, then do absolutely reach out and let me know. So coming back to this idea of even better if, what I really liked about your presentation today was the way you interacted with the clients. Next time, it would be even better if you could address the questions throughout the presentation. So rather than, you know, in this scenario is like maybe waiting till the end to address all the questions, whereas people might have had pertinent questions to the specific topics as they came up. I love this because it does focus on the positive and it's saying you did a really good job. But actually, what would make that even better, which again is focusing on the positive, even better is if you did X, Y and Z. And again, you know, and we will come on to this, feedback is one person's opinion and you get to decide as a receiver of the feedback whether or not you take on board that feedback. So a few short 
tips for you then around feedback. And that's focusing on the behaviour and not the person. I have said that throughout today's episode. It's focusing on the behaviour. It's the behaviour, the behaviour, the behaviour. It's not the person. It's not a personal attack. Be specific. So be as specific as you can be. Have some examples that you can share with people. And I know I've gone into situations giving feedback on behalf of someone else and I didn't really have those specific examples to hand and it was quite awkward. And don't get me started on me delivering feedback on someone else's behalf because that's a story for another day, let's say. Declare the intention up front. So the intention of the feedback is to help someone to improve. It's not to attack them personally. It's not to blame them for something that has gone wrong. It is to help them improve their performance and declare that up front. Be proactive. Don't wait to be asked for feedback. And again, this can be a discussion. How would you like to receive feedback, especially when it comes to the positive? As I mentioned, some of my direct reports or two actually specifically came and asked me, am I doing a good job? And I thought they were doing an absolutely phenomenal job and made the assumption that they knew that they were doing such a good job, but they didn't. So be proactive, especially with the positive stuff. Always assume good intent. So if you are on the receiving end, assume that the intention behind the person delivering the feedback is positive. But also if you're giving feedback, assume that the intent around the behaviour that someone is demonstrating is, is positive as well. And don't compare to other people. Again, you know, personal example, I have been compared to other people where I was very new in a role and always being compared to someone who had five years of experience, wondering uh, why this person was able to bring X amount of sales in. And I was only able to bring in, you know, a tenth of that number of sales, but they had far more experience than I did. And I was being compared unfavorably to someone else who had years more experience than I did. I was still very early in my career and I still remember it now. It's it's not good to be compared to other people. Each person is on their own journey and we should be comparing ourselves just to ourselves and going back to these expectations and the KPIs that were set at the start as well. I want to share a note on autonomy because I think it's it's really important and there's a lot of talk on on autonomy. It was part of the research that I did for my master's as well. Um, it's a really, really interesting topic. And I did see an article recently that said uh, what your employees really want is autonomy. But there, there is a watch out with autonomy and this didn't form direct part of the research that I did on on the masters for my dissertation, but it did form part of the secondary research that I found. And I would love to do more research around this. I'd love to understand a little bit more about it. But the idea is that it's not just about giving people autonomy and satisfying that need for autonomy. It is one of our basic psychological needs, but that's not the only thing to do with it. Like it's it's finding that balance So you can have too little autonomy, which means that you have no control over what you do and how you do it. And what that looks like is micromanagement and a lack of trust in the organisation as well, so that you're demonstrating that you don't trust people. And, you know, what I can see 
or where I can see that happening at the moment is, you know, being forced to, to go back into the office so that leaders and managers can just watch people work and there's no reason for them to necessarily be in the office. On the other end of the spectrum, then there's having too much autonomy. And sometimes this can be uh, a problem. It's not as big a problem as having too little autonomy, but it can be a problem in itself. And when you have too much autonomy, you don't have enough guidance on what you do and how you do it. So you need that additional level of support, that additional level of guidance and someone to tell you what, what it is that you need to do. This can be especially the case early career, because as we progress in our careers, we tend to need more and more autonomy as we go through. What that might look like in terms of management would be a laissez-faire attitude, as they call it, and an obvious lack of direction for the business. So maybe the manager or leader doesn't know which direction they're taking or they're unable to translate that vision for the team. So people are left a little bit clueless. They're not really sure what direction they're taking, what direction they're going. When it comes to receiving feedback then, it's always really good to think about a few of these things. So the intention of the person delivering the feedback is to actually help you. And so you should treat feedback as a gift that someone is giving you this feedback in order to help you develop in your career, in order to develop in the role that you're in, in order to help you to work more effectively. Always assume that the intention of the person is to help you. It's not a personal attack. It's not a, an attack on your personality. It's more addressing an issue that needs to be addressed, but, but see it as a gift and a way to help you. Because I know often, and I can still feel it in my body, when we receive feedback that's negative, we get on the fight or flight mode, we get on the defensive mode. Um, and I certainly have delivered feedback where people have been very defensive as well. And they haven't seen it as a gift and they haven't seen it as here's an opportunity for me to grow. When you're receiving feedback as well, check your understanding of the feedback. So, you know, even if you use those same words back to someone to say, can I just check that I'm understanding this correctly? And you share it again in their words or change it to your own words so that you can check that, that you're both aligned on the meaning behind that feedback. Be curious and open to feedback as well. So, you know, ask questions. How can you improve more? Is there anything else to take on board? And and really be open to taking that feedback on board. Take some time to reflect and you can follow up then and ask any more questions. So I know sometimes feedback can be really hard to receive, especially that, you know, when I say it's hard to receive, obviously the, the positive feedback is brilliant and it's it's always lovely to hear that. But the the developmental feedback can be very difficult to hear and you might need to take a bit of time, step out of the room gather your thoughts a little bit, but always take time to reflect on what that feedback actually means for you and whether or not you will take it on board and follow up with the person as well to let them know that you've taken on board the feedback and here are the actions that you're going to take as a result. Another thing to bear in mind is taking responsibility for your behaviour. So your behaviour is your responsibility. It's one of the things that we do have in our own control. And so thinking about how you can take responsibility for your behaviour, being open to that feedback and being open to changing that behaviour as a result of the feedback that you receive. 
Uh, another thing to bear in mind is to avoid being defensive or blaming others. So the whole feedback process is not about a blame game. It's not about finding someone to blame. It's not about being defensive about your own behaviour or the reason that you did it. It's it's taking responsibility and for your again, taking responsibility for your own behaviour rather than being defensive about why you did something or you did something because of X, Y and Z. It's owning that. It's really owning that rather than being defensive. As a way of summarising the key points from the podcast episode today, I'm going to share some feedback do's and don'ts. So uh, some tips and tricks to use. One of the first things to do is to set really clear expectations at the outset and to check with the other person their understanding of what those expectations are and to get their buy-in from those expectations as well. You can prepare what you're going to say in advance. Uh, So you can use various different frameworks that I talked about, the SBI framework or the even better if, or just simply noting down the who, what, where, when, why and how. And it's really important to share some very specific examples so that someone understands when you're talking, when you're referring to the behaviour, that they understand exactly what it is that you mean. Another thing to do is to create a safe space for people to receive that feedback. So making sure that they're comfortable and making sure that they're in a place where they're able to receive that feedback as well. Give feedback promptly. And and again, this goes back to the timeliness issue. So rather than waiting a week or waiting till the end of the quarter for the quarterly review, for the annual review, giving feedback when it needs to happen so that it doesn't impact ongoing on that person's behaviour as well. Make the feedback really specific and make it constructive. So share the feedback in a way that can actually help someone to develop and grow rather than, you know, I have examples where I was shared (laughs) uh, feedback where it just wasn't very specific. Um, You know, bosses provided feedback where they weren't specific enough about what I needed to change or how I needed to develop because they themselves weren't familiar enough with what was expected of them or what was expected of me. And so that made it very difficult for me to understand how I'm supposed to improve. Focus on the intention of the feedback and what is the outcome that you both want. So presumably you both want to walk away in agreement on what needs to happen in order to improve the person's performance. And so go in with that intention that you are helping them to improve, to develop their performance in that specific work context. And always check for understanding. So has someone understood the feedback that you have delivered? And what is what is their understanding of the feedback? Now, some don'ts as well is don't give constructive feedback in front of others. It can be damaging. It can be quite emotional as well. Um, And I know certainly I've received feedback in public spaces, which has definitely not gone down well with me. It's actually quite it can be quite upsetting. Um, don't compare to other people's performance. And again, this is something that has happened to me directly where I was being compared to someone who had tons more experience than I did. Don't move the goalposts. So if you set something in stone in relation to KPIs or objectives, make sure that those 
changes or any changes that are made to those are communicated in advance rather than waiting again until the quarter end or until the year end to say that actually that's not the objectives anymore and they, that the person hasn't reached those objectives. Uh, and don't react with emotion. It can be a very emotional time. And I think for both parties, if you need to step out, if you need to take a break, then do that. But don't react with emotion. Keep it very factual. Keep it very based on what what impact is happening in the business. So if I could kind of wrap up everything with three takeaways, it's it's this. It's to consider feedback as a gift, both from the giver and the receiver. So as a giver of feedback, the intention is to help someone to develop in some way. As I'm being a receiver of that feedback, the intention from the other person is positive and it's to help you to improve whatever it is that you're doing at work. Number two, then, is to set really clear expectations. So before you even get to the feedback stage, it's making sure that the expectations of that person are really, really clear. And the third one, then, is to check your intention. So what is your intention behind sharing this feedback? What is it that you are looking to achieve? And really focusing on those three areas. If you would like to share feedback with me on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with me on my website, happieratwork.ie. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. You'll find me there, A-O-I-F-E-O apostrophe B-R-I-E-N. And I'm also active on Instagram, happieratwork.ie again. I would love for you to get involved in the conversation about feedback. Any experiences that you have, either positive or negative, feel free to share them or comment or share them directly with me in a personal message. I will be back again next week with another interview based episode. So I look forward to chatting to you again then. As an afterthought, there was something that occurred to me after I started recording this podcast episode, and that is that I see a lot of stuff around about not caring what other people think about us. And I think that's well and good. But equally, bear in mind that your behaviour impacts on other people. And if you think about it specifically in the work context, when other people are making decisions about whether to hire you, whether to promote you, whether to put you on a specific project, for example, then their opinion of you does actually matter and does need to be taken on board, does need to be taken into account. So I suppose what I'm saying is it's not a blanket take on board all of the feedback that you receive. You are entitled to choose what you take on board, what you take action on. Brene Brown talks about being in the arena and accepting feedback from other people who are in the arena with you rather than people who are watching from the sidelines. So again, you know, just something to think about that it's not a blanket case of not taking on board anybody's feedback, but equally it's not taking on board everybody's feedback. So you get to decide what feedback you would like to take on board, whose feedback is important to you. And especially in the work context, is that your manager's feedback, your peers' feedback, the leader's feedback, all of those things need to be taken into consideration as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm delighted to have you here. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could rate or review the podcast or share it with a friend. 
you'll find me on the website happieratwork.ie. Today's topic on how to deliver effective feedback is one of the keynotes that I deliver in organizations. If you would like me to deliver this in your team or to the wider organization, please feel free to reach out to me directly on aoife at happieratwork.ie.